Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast. On this episode, we've got one of the best strength and conditioning coaches in the world, Mr. Stephen Keane. Stephen's training some of the top professional boxers from around the world. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. That'll help the ratings. Stephen gives the top three ways to improve your speed, your power, your athleticism. Half easy for me to say, the athleticism. Uh, so you, this is a podcast, if you're in the fitness industry, you do not want to miss. Here it is, the Boxing Life Podcast with Stephen Keane. Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast. Stephen Keane's in the house. Stephen's been on the podcast before. Scouser, now living in LA. Stephen, how's it going, mate? Not too bad, mate. Good to be here. Good to have you on. We've been trying to get him on for a while, Glenn, but uh, he's just been too busy these days, right? Thinks he's big time now, doesn't he? He's like, too important for the podcast. I like my Sundays off, man. He's in my day to chill out. He's <laughs> my day to chill. I know, and now, you're, now he's applying for his citizenship mm. uh, to become an American citizen. You've got your green card like me. Yeah, right? he's got to start revising now and studying for it. I've got my test for my citizenship on Tuesday, so uh, when this podcast, get, podcast gets released, I'll have either made it or not as a citizen, and I'm really worried because... I haven't revised, it's two days away and I've not revised and asked questions about like uh, what's the constitution and you don't know what's the bill of rights do you? Well I haven't studied yet mate, you, you should have been No but I'm on a class <laughs> student tonight so I'm worried about that so the reason why I want to get me uh, citizenship you're getting yours as well right Claire? Just had my fingerprints done last week Look Got at to this. revise as well. We're all in kind of the same done. stage. Yeah. Three Englishmen in America trying to get the citizenship to work in the fitness industry. Six right? six extra blue eyes <laughs> in America. <laughs> I was going to say something else, don't that, that's what <laughs> I was going to say something Three else. Something, that. Something, something's got uh, so this podcast, the deal, you want to talk a little bit about, so Stephen's background is a, is a, is a professional, former professional soccer player. We want to talk a little bit about uh, the differences from... Uh, professional soccer training to boxing training now you're mm. training a few high profile fighters yeah. you want to talk to us a little bit about uh, who you're training and uh, you yeah well I've been training a few fighters uh, my me, me most recent one is uh, Mick Conlon and um, he's going to be fighting on March the 17th on St. Patrick's Day uh, sold out Madison Square Garden and I think Conor McGregor's going to be walking onto the stage as yeah, well so it's going to be it's going to be a big week he wants me to be there for the full the way in the presser and obviously the fight as well which is you know it's on it that's awesome because Mick Cullen I'm sure if you watch the Olympics the Olympic boxing in Rio 2016 you'll know who Mick Cullen is he was the guy who got that really bad decision and he got, he told, robbed. He got robbed it bad. was like the biggest story of the Olympics really I it think, was in the, it? especially yeah. in the boxing of him at the end in the he ring told, everything. he told all the, the judges to F off they, they, they shouldn't have robbed him and all that so he got the headlines from that and now he signed a big deal with top rank is that right top rank top yeah. rank and now he's based in los angeles doing his boxing work with manny robles down in torrance and in he's doing his strength work in boxing burn with steven yeah. and uh what sort of stuff are you doing with mick and how many how often are you training with him? well uh, i'm doing a, a variety of things i'm doing strength power work uh, speed and agility work and he's doing twice a week so he's just like tuesday and thursday mornings and uh, then he's obviously he's going doing bag work and mitt work and Jordan me after that session, yeah, and then he's sparring as well. Yeah. So he's doing he's doing a lot of lot of stuff at the minute. When I was boxing, like, and a lot of the fighters, I'm, I'm sure they still do it as well. Like, they, they don't do the the other work outside of the uh, of the boxing work, and I th I feel like it's pretty old school, isn't it? Like the, some of the boxers is. I've met and I've spoke to, the sort of the same way. There's things I'm doing with them nowadays never even seen before. And come from an Olympian, I was like, quite shocking to hear it. You what know? sort of stuff is that? Just the, mainly the agility stuff. He said, this is the stuff I really want to improve on. I love it. 
because uh, he's never he hasn't done much of it so right. it, was, it was a good thing to see I hardly done any agility work as a boxer I, I think I've done probably zero I, yeah. we, we might have used the agility ladder one time in the full yeah. uh, eight years of the Olympic training programme mm. one time or twice and I absolutely loved it we loved it because yeah. it was something different and I'm yeah. sure Mick loves it now because he's never done it before uh, tell me a little bit more about the agility work that you do and what specifically is it that, uh, that you're doing and what the benefits of it is uh, a lot of agility stuff at the minute we're doing there's a main one that I like to do with them it's, it's, like, it's called the mirror game it's basically me as a coach dictating the pace going we'll have two count sets out it'll be lateral work basically he's got to keep up with my pace right. agility is all about going different directions but maintaining speed um, and then we progress from that we go obviously in a boxing stance I like to get him in the ring just moving obviously laterally and also forward and backwards yeah. make it more realistic to a sport so that thing with the cones how do you how do you feel like that's going to benefit them in, in the actual ring in the boxing game obviously when you're moving laterally and reacting quick and being able to keep up with your opponent and you're not stumbling over your own feet making right. you lighter making you more agile on your feet in the ring as well so yeah. it's going to really benefit I'm, I'm asking you the questions yeah I kind of know the answers to them already but I want people to hear it from you yeah. and the videos that you've been doing with them you've posted once or twice on Instagram right <laughs> you've got a couple of videos there on Instagram everyone thinks I've only got one client at the minute <laughs> what's your Instagram Steve? Stephen Kane PTLA Stephen Kane S T E P H E N E N K E N C E I N P T L A. My personal trainer Elliot is in Los Angeles. So yeah. go along to Stephen's Instagram and check some of the stuff out on there. Yeah, I was just going to say actually a couple of weeks ago, me and Stephen did a video at the Santa Monica track, and we did a demonstration of all the uh, different kinds of agility drills that he's been doing with Mick. Yeah, mirror drills and, right. and short sprints and bursts, changes of direction, and reactions. Well. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. So. You can, you can check that out on both of our Instagrams. It's I wish I had good stuff. On I there. wish I had that stuff. I wish I had you, Stephen, when I was boxing. I think it would have been very beneficial. Because I know you've worked with Liam Smith, Scott Quigg, Callum Johnson, yeah. uh, and a few more train, uh, fighters who's come from England to come to train with you. And all of them absolutely love it. And I can really see why. You know what I mean? Because imagine if you never done that shit before, which we never. I mean, I mean, I know it's sitting on on it, saying them lads and. How they've reacted to it has been, you know, it's been fantastic. Because boxing training, and I'm sure all the boxers who listen to this, it gets repetitive. It really does. It's the same old crap all the time. Doing your boring road work, road work, and then you've got your heavy bag and your spawning. It's just like I think. I think with a few exceptions, most of the fighters back home. I mean, England's way ahead of over here. I think. But with, um, it's still that same mentality. If you, you wake right. up early, you, you do five, six mile run. Yeah. Box or spar in the afternoon, and then your strength training is just, you know, old school bench pressing and pull ups. Right. And a few squats. Like, yeah. I, I remember for one of my fights, it was the fight that I drew. I, I worked with a strength coach, Barry Gibson, who's a strength coach for Ross Pearson, uh, who's a UFC fighter. And. Barry told me I shouldn't be doing my running the way I was doing it. I should be doing this circle work and this strength work. And I did all this other work, which is much harder than running. But when I come to the fight night, I mean, I drew that fight because the rounds got mixed up. Mm. I was thought it was a six-rounder when I found out at the end of the six-round that was an eight-rounder, so I was exhausted. But mentally, for a boxer, an old-school boxer like me, if you, if you take out just the running and replace it with this speed and agility stuff or the, or the but, power explosive stuff uh, it, it mentally messed my head up but I know that he's still doing his road work as well right yeah yeah. oh yeah I mean 
even though it's you know power and strength where people think you're just going to bulk up and get and feel heavier right the more powerful you are the faster you're going to be right um, you know when you're doing strength work or explosive work with, with a fighter it's got to be like strength work obviously heavy lifting which could be deadlifts could be power cleans but make sure straight after you're transferring to something explosive yeah yeah because um, it's all, obviously in the ring you can't just be yeah you know you're yeah. not I, I, I work with Barry Gibson and <coughs> Barry is absolutely amazing trainer and if you if you, I recommend all boxers go and work with him because uh, he did this shit what you're doing now but yeah. uh, and it was fantastic and I loved it because it was different you know uh, but like you see you mix it up with him from agility to explosive is that yeah. one session well, yeah well Tuesdays we, I like to do uh, more explosive power strength work with him and then the Thursday we'll do speed and agility work which he, he really loves that type of stuff when you were a, a footballer because you were a professional footballer for yeah. Everton Derby County did you do a lot of speed and agility stuff with that you know what's funny about that where when I was playing football we, didn't, we did a little bit of it footballers in soccer soccer, soccer. Um, we, would do a, we would do a little bit before as a warm up a few lads of hurdle drills um, which I really enjoyed it wouldn't be for a long time and then the older I got we used to get like one person come in once a week it sort of it started progressing a little bit we get one guy come in once a week and just do an hour agility work with us right. and at the time we were like this is a load of crap we don't want to do this we just wanted to be doing more sp- uh, football specific stuff yeah. get the ball out um, you know agility stuff but like the agility stuff that we were doing I've never seen it before but like now it's, it's progressed so much uh, you see it it's in, basic in, stuff yeah it's basic stuff now I see videos often with American footballers where they're doing agility stuff a lot of drills and all that and it looks amazing have you seen yeah. Yeah. these well, rapid, huge rapid, men by, by yeah. nature because there's like what is it 15 of them I don't know how many people are in an American football team anyone know. know but there's like they're, they're lined up facing each other and, and that's literally what it is as soon as it starts Boom. it's just complete yeah. jockeying and mirroring mm. so, so they've got to be amazing at like them short when bursts. you said we one step ahead in England I think you're talking about the boxing because that stuff with, there with boxing yeah yeah, yeah. that yeah. stuff there looks way yeah. ad- more advanced in, than I've ever seen before definitely the, I mean when I see Steve's sessions that's if, similar to that stuff if you look at um, Anthony Joshua what he's doing with um, like Jamie Reynolds of, um, from Velocity yeah like how, how far ahead he is in right. his strength and conditioning training compared to like someone like uh, Brazil that he just fought yeah. over here or Charles Martin or somebody mm-hmm. like right. that He's just, it's like, it just shows you he's, he's training like an elite athlete and a lot of fighters don't do that. And lot. that Jamie Reynolds from Birmingham, Birmingham yeah. is up, he's been here before, he's, mm. he's killing it. I love watching his Instagram videos. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's doing everything that we think that fighter should be doing and it, right and it's now. Show, and it, it's showing in the fights, you know, yeah. he's, he's explosive, he's powerful, he's right. athletic, he's yeah. agile for the size of the Would dude. you say that's some of the similar stuff you're doing with your fighters, Steve, like what Jim Reynolds is doing with his fighters? Oh, yeah, we do agility stuff, definitely. I think he's got the same background as me. I think he, he comes from a soccer background too. Um, so yeah, the footwork does is quite similar to, to the football stuff mm-hmm. that we used to What's do back his in the Instagram, day. Jim Reynolds? Uh, Jamie v- Velocity, is it? Jamie Velocity, I think. Yeah, yeah. I recommend everyone go and fo- follow him if you're into fitness, which I'm sure you are. If you keep on listening to this podcast, yeah. he's uh, he's smashing as well. So, Steve, um, um, what's the advantages did you see of boxers or anyone, footballers, coming out training in the warm weather? I know the answer to this as well because I don't know, but I want to hear from you to back home. I'd say the main reason that I that I personally think. Um, Compare it to a boxer waking up at six in the morning in Manchester or Liverpool going to train and it's raining, it's cold, right. it's wet. 
compared to waking up 6am here, LA, you mm. train on the beach. The mental side to that yeah. is, is just out, out of this world. As a boxer, getting up early and grinding every day, I think your mental state needs to be you know, at, the top, at the top level. Right. So that for me is the, is the biggest thing that stands out. I think some fight, I think some old school coaches will see that toughens you up and that makes you. Uh, I, I, I just watched uh, the Hey Bell, you gloves are off, and it's, they're talking about this exact yeah. thing because David Hayes out in Miami, yeah. living on a yacht, living the lifestyle, yeah. and he's saying I need this to feel happy in my camp. If I'm happy and, and right. exactly. enjoy myself in my camp, I'm going to fight better. And then Tony Bell used the complete opposite. He's like in a dingy gym in, or well, not a dingy, but he's yeah. in Dave Caldwell's gym in Rotherham. And, he, and he's like, I, you know, it's cold, he's grinding it out. And right. he's like, but I like this, this is what's See, mixed. It depends so on, it depends, depends on, on the, the individual. Yeah. Exactly. I remember I, my trainers, my promoter used to say, you know, you, you need to get up early, you need to be up at six o'clock in the morning running. And I hated it, I absolutely hated it. And I said, uh, I had Joe Dunbar, who was a sports scientist, work with us. I said, Joe, I, I, I can't stand it. I don't want to do it. When you don't want to do it, don't do it. Do what you, you want to do. enjoy it. Right. Don't, uh, yeah, exactly. You don't enjoy it. You don't get the best out of it. So what I used to do, I never used to, I used to wake up at nine o'clock in the morning, have my breakfast, go and train at 10.30 in the morning. And then, and then run do me running yeah. yeah. later on. Why yeah. not switch it around? And me and Steve spoke about this before, about I think when boxers are training, the most important thing and this is where a lot of strength coaches get it wrong, is the most important workout for them is the boxing workout, yep. not the strength workout or the speed and agility workout. Yep. It's their boxing workout. So what you're doing now with him is great because y y you're not killing him. Yeah. You could easily kill him, but you're not killing him for his boxing workout, so he's still getting the best Well, the stuff I'm doing, it's related to boxing. I'm not just getting a treadmill, seeing in half an hour, going yeah. lifting weights. It's related. It's actual movements that they're going to be using in the ring. Right. Specific training. I mean, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Big time, big time. Uh, but yeah, I, I really think that when I moved to Los Angeles from training in Sunderland, I mean, night and day, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to like going to Sunderland Beach to run down there until I come to Los Angeles Beach in Salamonica and running down there, you know? So imagine running at three o'clock in the afternoon yeah. down Salamonica, up the Salamonica steps. It was a, it's like night and day in your shorts and t shirt rather than have to wear a sweatsuit. But what's the difference you know? though? You just feel you, you want to do it. You know what right. I mean? You don't yeah. need that stage in your career. You've done any sports and you hate doing it. The moment you hate doing it, you're not going to, you, you know, you've lost the passion the in. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. get the best out of yourself. Um, and speaking of, uh, you said, you mentioned Scott Quigg before, he just moved back. Um, yeah. I think you're going to be doing a bit with him as well, right, when he comes back. I think so, mate, yeah. Be working so. With... Has he said anything to you yet? I haven't spoke to him yet, but he, he, before he left, he, he did. He so Scott Quigg, former world champion. Yeah. He's just announced that he's leaving Joe Gallagher's gym and he's coming to Los Angeles to train with Freddie Roach yeah. and I really believe that a big part of his move was that he came over here and he enjoyed working with you Stephen he loved what you've done and I think that he's going to come over here and start working with you more and as well like we said about the running the road work outside he's from Manchester right uh, yeah Barry just outside yeah. Manchester and yeah. the weather there is crap compared to what it's like yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a huge difference definitely big shake up for him as well big yeah. culture yeah what, what do you think the most important thing that uh, a boxer should be training on outside the boxing world? Is it, do you think it would be the speed and jilly or the strength or, stuff or, the, or the road work? What, what, I mean, what, by themselves or with a trainer? With a trainer, with, with anyone. What, what work outside the boxing world would you say it is? Well, the stuff I've been doing, like I said, there's the explosive power, strength work and, and the speed and agility stuff. Um, with the speed and agility stuff, you want to have an interval training. Because you think of boxing, they only work for short bursts. It's not like they're going all out for the full three minutes mm. right. or them 10, 12 rounds. It's short bursts, isn't it? Explosive. And you're moving a little bit. Yeah. It's relaxed. 
and then you go again. Oh, yeah. It's not you go for that's why I said that, that old school mentality, let's go for a run for an hour at one steady pace. Right. Or you could do a thirty minute, twenty minute sprint interval training, one minute off, thirty seconds off, one minute on, thirty seconds. You're getting that short pace, you're getting that rest as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, in the in the and more about the, the speed and agility stuff, what specific exercises you've got three exercises for a boxer, what should they be? Um well I've been using um, medicine rotational throws uh, that's where you're driving you're driving through the hips and getting that power explosion of uh, explosive yeah. power from your legs and your hips um, I've also been using with the landmine too same thing explosive uh, rotational twist with it with obviously the what's punch. the difference between the landmine and the med ball with that exercise because it looks the same so with, with, with the med ball you're getting that rotation for the hips but with the landmine you're actually throwing the punch as well so you're really transferring the weight from the leg all the way up. Right, and you're bringing it back. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a little bit more resistance with the landmine as well. It's, 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 with it's the, a harder with, piece with of the equipment tosses, to It's mainly hip. Yeah. With the landmine, it's, it's obviously leg, hip. Yeah. With the tosses. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the hips when you're doing them tossing, when you're doing that tossing. And then three. I've been, uh, go on. I've been using power cleans as well. Uh, that's where you obviously power get the cleans. power cleans. Have you yeah. used them before? Oh yeah, power cleans. Yeah, underestimate it, I think. Yeah, I said that to generate more power. More power you've got, the more strong your punches are going to be. Right. Uh, the, the, the more you're going to transfer the weight as well in your punches. It, it's amazing how effective Olympic-style lifting is. Yeah. Cleans, snatches. Right. You know, just barbell training in general. It's just unbelievably beneficial for, for recovery, fast explosive power. Recovery, everything. I'm sure Mick Collins' Olympic camp was pretty similar to, to my Olympic camp and do you know what Olympics are an amateur sport but when you're at the Olympic level mm. it's even though you're amateur it's way more professional than professional than the professionals yeah right? it's crazy isn't it it's mad I could not believe how unprofessional professional boxing was yeah. it was ridiculous mate listen, listen so I, I was training in the gloves I was going to fight in I mean I don't even know if, didn't even if, have a separate pair of gloves if if, if, if if I can get sued or anything for this, but I don't know, because I got my gloves three weeks before the fight because I was the ear side yeah. and I was sponsored by Lonsdale. So I got me gloves and I got me opponent's gloves as well, yeah. right? So I'm training, getting these gloves wore in. I actually wore the exact same pair of gloves for three fights, right? And I trained in them gloves as well, Terrence gloves. <sighs> so, so there's imagine, nothing in them by that third fight. Like. That's, nothing, like, that's Mickey Mouse, that. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's and, crazy. The, and the thing is, you're, you, you, you're professional sports. You're boxing crazy. at a high level on TV. Yeah, with with promoters. You know what I mean? Like, imagine what it's like in the lower ranks of the professional game. But the, this is this is like, like well, I mean, this is the A side and the B side. This is this is the advantages that you've got of being an Olympian. Like like stuff. Like that. It's like mm. it's like mental. It's yeah. mental. It's one yeah. of the toughest sports. Coming from my football soccer backgrounds, like I say boxing, training wise, but also. Trying to make it as well. I say it's one of the hardest sports to right. make it as well. Yeah, yeah. and then hardest and then, job in the world. <laughs> it is. And then talking about other professional stuff is like, as an Olympic athlete, you've got the full support. You've got your strength and conditioning coaches. Yeah. You've got your physiotherapists. You've got your doctors. You've got your uh, psychologists. As a prof- professional, you've got to find a trainer mm. who who you trust and who you're going to pay ten percent. And if you want to get a physiotherapist, you want to get a massage, you want to get um, see a doctor, you've got to pay for everything else where it was used to getting a pay for you. I, I, know, know. I didn't know that because I was talking to Mick the other day and he was telling me, like, Olympians get a wage. Yeah. And I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, you get a wage, but what it was, I was getting £750 a month, which is about $1,000 a month 
for like two years until I, until I got the Olympic medal. Then I was on two and a half thousand pound a month, which is like three and a half thousand dollars. And then obviously I turned professional. So yeah. it, it kind of makes sense to, to steer amateur. Do you that's, know what I mean? For as long that, as you that's can. what he told me as well. Well, he stayed professional for amateur for two Olympics, right? Mm, yeah, two Olympics. But then, when you, the benefits of turning professional is when you when you've come back with an Olympic medal and you're getting promoters offering you like, yeah. yeah, I got forty grand sign on for right. it. Yeah. I, like he's, he's he's forty grand, and now I'm working. I used to work on a catering trailer. Yeah. I've never seen forty grand before in my life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's forty grand. Like shit. Now you're gonna get between twelve and twenty five grand a fight. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Pounds here as well, yeah, yeah. so it's like that's that's the thing why Olympians are turning pro because this is too attractive. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing we talked about on a, a couple of podcasts ago was uh, the importance of uh, having a good relationship with the people you train, right? Which goes for private training in general. Oh, it's massive. Um, and I think looking at the fighters that are coming out and that you're working with, it, it seems to be the case with you. Is like they seem to. Like, like you, you know, you get on with you, and they've got you can have a crack with them. And well, most of them have been got something in common. Yeah, they've been, you know most I mean? of them are northerners, which exactly, is, that yeah. helps sometimes. But so yeah. I think that's a big like Tony said before. Scott was out here before, and he's, he's fed off that a little bit, and yeah. so he's got the benefit of the climate and the surroundings but, and all that. And the, then he can train with somebody who's from where, where exactly, he's from. Yeah. You know. But the biggest thing, the one thing he, he, he told me one thing. He said that one thing I like about you is like you're you're always on time. The way you've got all your the session. Set up before right. we get it. He said, I love that. Um, just like, it's just little, little thing, basic stuff like that. I was like, oh, thanks. But yeah. you know, you don't, you don't realize it yourself, but yeah, other yeah. people see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're used to just like lack of professionalism and just Mickey Mouse. I think. Yeah, exactly. Mickey people, Mouse. Even, even the top, top, at the top level. They keep being Mickey Mouse. Just um, keep them sending to me and Glenn. Yeah. One, one thing I wanted to ask, uh, Steve, is um, if, if you could choose three things that you have to do like on a regular basis like the top three things to get faster at whatever you, you're doing just general public training or whether yeah. you're an elite level athlete or whatever if you could pick three things that are going to make you faster what, what to get faster in which way um i think just overall like fast like performing exercises faster, running faster, just just generally moving your body faster right. than you can. Because that's the big thing. I think people who come to the classes they they want to hit the mitts faster. They want to um, get more reps in on a squat press right. or whatever. You know, people always get asked quite a bit. Like, How do I get faster at something? Right. And I, I kind of have the answer myself. But I wanted to see what Steve well, said would be yeah. like maybe the top three. Well, going back before, well, you want to get faster running. Obviously, you need to do strength work. With the mm-hmm. could be plyometric work with it, could be agility mm-hmm. stuff. With so it's it. down strength work because when I think of strength work, I think of lifting heavy weights. That's going to make you faster. Well, power, power, really? power lifting. So power cleans could be lifting heavy weights is going to make you faster. Yeah, because you're re- recruiting um, more muscle fibers when you're lifting those strength tra- when you're strength training. You're but isn't that going to build muscle? muscle? Well, the more muscle you've got, the faster you're going to be. The more powerful you're going to be. But if you're bulky, well, now there's a difference between building muscle and building bulk. Up, yeah. If you can bulk up, if you obviously there's, there's there's diet to that as well. Obviously the boxing, you're not you're not you're having ten meals a day and right. snacking at four thirty yeah. in the morning. Building lean muscle mass. Well, I know all this. I'm just asking <laughs> questions. What I think other people ask you. <laughs> uh, what else then? So strength training number one. I agree with that. Speed and agility. That's a massive thing. But like I said before, I love the interval stuff. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so like thirty seconds on one minute. Fast, yeah. Fast yeah. twitch. I mean, obviously depending on what you're working on, but boxes and footballers are going off that. You know, it's short burst of energy. Um, it's the same thing about punching faster as well, muscular endurance. Um, 
short burst, whatever you're going to be doing, make sure it's short burst of energy with that. Too. Right. So my my things for for punching faster, what I really think benefits everyone and is wearing 16 ounce gloves. So if you wear heavy heavy gloves. When you get down to them 10 ounce gloves, I, all I used to train in for sparring, for hitting mm. bags, for pads, for everything, for 16 ounce gloves. When I'm warming up for a fight in 10 ounce gloves, I feel like you've got nothing, yeah. like nothing on yeah, it. Yeah. Smash well, that's the same thing I was doing with Callum, Callum Johnson. Yeah. We were doing the agility, agility work and then I jumped, put him in the ring, and we'd done a little interval training with the band, with the speed band above the knees. We would do a round two rounds with, with the band on. So the resistance band, so you can't open your legs so wide, Well, right? basically you can. You've got your boxing stance. It's helping you keep your boxing stance because you obviously, once the band becomes loose, you lose your stance. Yeah. But it's also adding that load to your legs, so it's making it harder for you. We do the first two rounds. We do a minute on, the minute rest, the first two. The last two, I take it off. And, he had, and I go, do you notice the difference now? Lighter and faster you feel on your feet. And he was like, I can't believe it. Just by little things like right. that, yeah. little cues. Yeah. Um, so like the same thing with, with them yeah kind of another thing what I used to do with Bobby Rimmer a lot was where I would, would have like uh, it might be five or I can't remember eight pound dumbbells in the hands for shadow boxing mm. so you shadow boxing a three minute round uh, the the first the first minute no we've done 45 seconds the first 45 seconds you'd have the weights no you'd not have the weights then you'd drop the weights after 45 seconds and you pick the weights up the last 45 seconds you used to do it without the weights and that's an exercise you used to do with Brendan Sharp when I was training for his fights I always have the dumbbells we always finish off with how did you feel at the end of it? well if you think you've been shadow boxing with weights when you drop them weights your hands feel like you've got nothing like, mm, like definitely well they haven't got nothing in them right. but your hands feel really light so you can punch really fast and it just makes you feel uh, a lot so faster it's going back to that mental thing as well it, you know it's just something clicks in your head and it's like oh I like that yeah yeah uh, so what's next day if if do you want to train more fighters? Is that, is that what you're doing? Yeah, to I'm do? loving it, mate. I mean, it's only like the last couple of months I've been doing it, but it's something I really wanted to get into. And now that I am, uh, I just want to progress in it as much as I can and try and educate myself more and and just keep going. What must it. have been pretty surreal for you was the other day we had Conor McGregor in the gym and Conor was watching Mick Conlon train and Conor was training himself. And then after, mm. Steve got in the shower and Conor was there. With Conor. <laughs> with Conor. Uh, and you were talking him after. You in the same shower. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> same shower. <laughs> and and after he said he said to you that uh, he loved what you were doing with Mick, and uh, hopefully somebody will come back and do another se- do a session with you. That'd be good. Yeah, it'd be great. And he said awesome. Then that would have been bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just got talking. I think Glenn was there as well. We just got talking for a little bit. And he was watching my session, and he's just there in his towel. Hey, I liked your session with Mick. There looked really good. I love the agility stuff and the speed. Uh, next time I'm here, I like to do a session with you. And that was about it, really. But we talked for like a good 30 minutes. As a trainer, a personal trainer, I don't think there will be anyone bigger in the world to oh. train than Conor McGregor. Mm. Like, uh, he's right? the big, biggest sports personality in the world at the minute. I mean, him and Ronaldo, but he's the loudest at the minute. Yeah, he? he is. He is. He's <laughs> he smashed on the co- cover of GQ as well, the new GQ. Especially oh, America. That. You know what yeah. I mean? He smashed America. And it was classic Conor, when Conor McGregor was training. Yeah? It was only last week he was... Uh, he, he was taking pictures and posting them and done a video and posted it in Boxing Burn Brentwood mm. then he tagged the gym in saying thanks for the hospitality then we got like nearly 2,000 new followers just through his one yeah. post so he's smashing it well he's uh, going to be walking me out to the fight so if I get a picture I might bump my followers up as well <laughs> <laughs> good stuff good stuff you got anything else no that was great really good good to get Steve's insight on how, how it's going with uh, working with fighters and stuff yeah good stuff so Steve once again, your Instagram is Stephen Kane P T L A. So Stephen S T E P H E N Kane C A I N P 
P-T-L-A. P-T for penis trailer. Yeah. Penis, penis trailer. Penis, penis trailer. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. And L-E for uh, long. We still so much speed and agility, or what? <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the Boxing Life podcast and you can find us on Instagram at Boxing Life. And please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, the subscribe button every time we upload a podcast, which is every week, you will get a notification and you'll be able to follow us on there. Uh, until next time, we'll see you later. All right, see you later, everyone. Peace out.